Mi nombre es María Angeli Morosky y voy a presentar el mensaje de hoy. Today we're going to be studying the first chapter of Daniel. Hoy vamos a estudiar el primer capítulo de Daniel. And we're going to go by themes or by topics. Vamos a cubrirlo por tópicos. Y esperamos que podamos cubrir toda la información en 40 minutos. We're going to be covering each theme or each sections. And hopefully we'll be able to cover the whole chapter in the next 40 minutes. We're going to be applying um, what, we, what we read or what we studied in, um, in the current times and also in the end times. So we're going to be reading and we're going to be trying to analyze what Daniel was trying to tell us for the end time. Vamos a estudiar el capítulo primero de Daniel por... Um, por temas y vamos a estudiar qué es lo que Daniel estaba queriendo decirnos a nosotros. Lo vamos a aplicar con una aplicación de ahora, con una aplicación con el tiempo del fin. I am not going to read each verse because it's going to take a long time, but I'm going to kind of summarize it. No voy a leer todos los versículos porque va a tomar mucho tiempo, pero lo voy a resumir. We all know more or less the story of Daniel. Casi todos sabemos la historia de Daniel. So we're going to go very quickly. On verse 1, we're talking about that God delivers, delivers the king of Judah in the hands of Babylon. And it, we, it doesn't say there why, but in, other, in Ezekiel and in other books, we know why God allowed Babylon to take Judah. En, en el primer versículo, primer vers en el versículo 1 y 2, estamos está hablando que Dios permitió que Babilonia atacara al rey de Judá. No lo dice aquí, pero en otros libros menciona el por qué. Porque el pueblo de Judá no estaba obedeciendo a Dios. Y Dios les, dio, les mandó le, le mandó profetas para recordarles que necesitaban regresar a Dios y no le hicieron caso. God did send prophets, messengers to Judah for repentance, but they chose not to. Y cuando ellos decidieron no obedecer a Dios, entonces Dios permitió que Babilonia atacara a Judá y cogiera a, a varias... Um, y cogieran varios artículos del templo de Dios que para los judíos eran muy, muy extremadamente, muy sagrados e importantes. God allowed Babylon to take some articles of the sanctuary that for the Jew people, for the Jewish people, they were very holy articles and very, very extremely important of, for their religion. So what we can see in here, let's summarize it. It says, God, God give, give Judah and some articles of God's temple to Babylon. And Babylon takes them where Babylon keeps their treasures. And in other version, it tells you that they took it to the valley of Shinar. And it's interesting how in the Bible, in other versions, because in this one was not translated, they just translated to Babylon. But in reality, it was taken to the Valley of Shinar. 
And that has very specific importance. Aquí no lo dice en el versículo, pero el, en las otras traducciones que tradujeron lo que dice en hebreo, dice que, lo, que el rey man llevó los artículos del templo a, a su dios en Babilonia, y donde estaba, se guardaban los tesoros de la casa de, de, de los dioses de ellos. Y en ese lugar se encontraba en el valle de Shinar. Y vamos a ver qué quiere decir eso al final. We're going to see what that means. Verse 3 to 6, en los versículos 3 y 6, de 3 al 6, we're talking about what happened. We're talking about the king assigned someone else, like a third, someone else, to choose a specific people. They, when they go to, to conquer a town, they don't take everyone. They just take very specific people. And we're going to see how that works. Cuando el rey fue atacó a Judá, ellos no agarraron a todo el mundo. Ellos escogieron a un grupo muy específico. Y aquí te dice que ese, cuál es ese grupo. In here, it tells you what exactly what is that group. And I, I summarized it in here. It says, the king ordered to bring royal family. Pidió que trajera una familia real y a, y a, y a, no, y a la nobleza, no a, a la gente de la, del, del pueblo, sino gente de la nobleza. Um, the king of Babylon ordered to bring royal family, nobility, without any physical defect, handsome of appearance, with any with a good attitude, uh, aptitude um, for learnings, for all kind of learnings, well-informed, quick to understand, and very cultured, so they can serve the court. Así que aquí vemos cómo el rey dio ciertas características de a quién ellos iban a traer como prisioneros. Eran a la familia real, a la, nobil, a, la nobel, a la nobleza, personas que no tuvieran ningún defecto físico, que fueran de buena apariencia, con una actitud para aprender, que quisieran aprender, que estuvieran bien informados, rápidos para entender y con una cultura muy alta para que pudieran servir en la corte. And, and it's very interesting because it, in here it gives us two, two sections. One, what kind of people they were going to bring, and then how they're going to train them. Aquí menciona la característica de quién iban a traer, a capturar, y cómo lo iban a entrenar, o sea, a, a cambiarle su manera de pensar. In here it gives step by step the process and how to change or modify or, or reprogram somebody to a different culture. El, el tipo, el, uh, they, they, the method of training of how to, you're going to reacculturate someone, he's still the same. And you can see this in, in today's day, even here in, in, in the United States, in the world, how they can maintain, keep the same steps to reprogram people. And aquí mencionan um, pasos muy específicos como la, la, el método de cómo reprogramar y cambiar la cultura de los prisioneros. Y son los mismos pasos que hoy en día podemos ver en el mundo, en la televisión y en Estados Unidos lo que está pasando. The training is the first thing that they do is they teach their language, the literature, they change their food, and they give them an X amount of time, and they change their names. Okay, and this is very, this is, 
This is the methodology that they still are using today to reprogram people. Esta es la metodología que hoy en día todavía están usando para reprogramar a las personas. Primeramente, le enseñan otro idioma, le enseñan su, su historia, su literatura, le cambian la comida, le cambian el nombre y le dan cierto tiempo para que hagan ese cambio. So, it's interesting to know how the process that the Babylonian did with this Jewish people um, was the same method that they still use the world today. day. Es, es muy interesante saber cómo en hoy en día esta metodología de reprogramación es, se usa exactamente igual. En el versículo del 8 al 17, podemos ver varias cosas muy interesantes. Y aquí está, eh, en el 8 es cuando, cuando uno está en, um, when we are in, in verse 8, we can see what makes the difference between reprogramming versus remaining who you are. En el versículo 8 podemos ver cómo, qué es lo que, ¿Qué es lo que se necesita para prevenir esa reprogramación y mantenerse firme en sus nuestras creencias? And Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief officials for permission not to defile himself this way. It's interesting how he, he didn't make too much fuss about learning language, literature, and the name of the, of the change of the name, even though he kept using his name in his writings. But the one thing that he did not, he did not bolt was in his diet. Es interesante ver aquí como Daniel y sus amigos, ellos, ellos, eh, ellos aprendieron el lenguaje, aprendieron su historia, su literatura, aceptaron los nombres que le dieron, Y, o sea, aunque ellos usaban sus nombres originales de entre ellos, pero él no hizo ningún, ninguna, no peleó para evitar eso. Pero hay una sola cosa en la cual Daniel puso su pie firme y fue en la comida. It's interesting how among all the, in all, all the process of reculturing or reprogramming somebody or some, something of the culture, Daniel only, foot, only took one item to put his foot down and he said I'm not going to do this and it was about food because the food defiles the body porque la comida lo que uno come puede destruir el templo del Espíritu Santo what we eat we can not only defile but make our body sick on verses 9 to 17 they're talking about the consequences what happened how God helped them En el versículo del 9 al 14 está hablando qué fue lo que Dios hizo y eh, la dinámica de lo que Dios hizo para ayudar a Daniel y lo que, lo que Daniel tuvo que hacer para poder obtener lo que él quería. And here we can see from verse 9 to 14, we can see how, how God responded and helped Daniel with what he wanted to achieve. And also we can see what Daniel had to do to be able to achieve what he wanted to get. We can see that God caused favor and compassion. So God put in the in captives 
compassion towards the, the captive or the, the slaves. But there were some obstacles. The, the person who was taking care of the prisoners, their life was in stake. So Daniel, he didn't took no for an answer. He went again. There were some obstacles. And he went back and, and offered a small test. So it will not be so to show his, his captive um, that the diet was very important. Es interesante como podemos ver como Dios causó que los que estaban cuidándolos le cayera con, con favor y compasión, pero hubieron obstáculos, obstáculos también, porque esas personas que estaban cuidando a los esclavos, su vida estaba en juego si esos esclavos no estaban bien cuidados. Pero Daniel no tomó no como, pre, como respuesta. Daniel siguió y persistió y le dio un examen bien chiquito a los que estaban cuidando para demostrar por qué es que ellos querían comer la comida que necesitaban comer y fueron de 10 días. Un examen muy poquito y dijo, si después de 10 días no hay cambio, yo voy a comer lo que tú me dan. Es interesante aquí cómo Daniel He gave, if it's in 10 days, you don't see any difference, we're going to go back to eat what the king set for us to eat. And it's interesting because when Daniel told his, uh, the person who was taking care of them that if in 10 days you don't see any difference, we're going to go back and eat what you, you set on, on our table, he was also testing God. He was testing God. Daniel estaba, estaba probando a Dios también cuando le dijo al, a los que lo estaban cuidando, si en 10 días no ves ningún cambio, voy a, voy a comer lo que nos das. That was a very, it's a very, it's a test, not only um, to God, but also to, to show the people that were taking care of him that there is a difference. Now the next one is uh, verse 15 through 17. And it's interesting how the faithfulness of this servant of God played, played, played out in this chapter. Es interesante cómo la, la lealtad de Daniel a su Dios tuvo un papel, un papel muy importante en esta historia. First, after the 10 days, God answered and showed that it was healthier They were, looked very nourished, very, very healthy, and God gave them a knowledge, understanding of literature, understandings and learnings, and understanding for Daniel, of which he was the one who was taking the lead. He gave him the understanding of visions and dreams. And it's interesting to, to see on, on visions, that is when Daniel introduces the Chasson vision, the Chasson word for the first time. In Daniel, there is two words that Daniel used, interlinks. He used the Chasson and they used the Mare vision. There are two visions. And sometimes if we don't understand which one is Chasson and which one is Mare, you will be very confused in understanding some visions because when they translate from the original language to the English or the Spanish or to any other language, they use the same words, the mare and the chason, as one, as vision. And then when you have two different visions together, 
And Daniel is separating them by a specific wording, but if you translate that into the same word, then you won't be able to distinguish which one is what. Es interesante saber que en, aquí vemos cómo Dios contestó la oración de Daniel en esos 10 días. Al final de los 10 días, estaban mucho más saludables, tenía un conocimiento mucho más alto, no solamente en el entendimiento, sino en la literatura, en el aprendizaje y en todas las, en todas las áreas y las ciencias. Y también a Daniel, porque él fue el líder, él fue el que decidió en su corazón no hacerlo. Dios le dio un, algo más a Daniel. Dios le dio la habilidad de entender y e interpretar las, las visiones y sueños que Dios iba a dar a su pueblo en los próximos 11 capítulos. Y aquí donde menciona él por primera vez la palabra chazón y también él utiliza la palabra maré. Son dos palabras que se traducen iguales en, en otros idiomas, pero en realidad son dos cosas diferentes. So, we are, and we are trying to summarize, and then we're going to close with the summary how we're going to apply what we learn in today's days and the end time. Vamos a resumir los últimos que nos falta. Entonces, vamos a aplicar lo que hemos aprendido en este capítulo en nuestra vida de hoy y en el tiempo del fin. And the last three verses, on verses 18 through 21, it talks about that after an appointed time or determined time or when the time of the three years that the king gave to these people ended, then there was a, a bigger test to see if they were going to be better than everyone else. And we can see because of the story that when they were taken to the front in front of the king, Daniel and his three friends were above everyone else in every single area in every single area of science, literature, language, and everything else. So you could see there how God answered prayer, how God protects, how God intervenes when someone makes a decision. Aquí podemos ver al final en los versículos 18 al 21 cómo cuando se terminaron los tres años de prueba y se presentaron todos los esclavos al frente del rey, como Daniel y los tres amigos salieron arriba de todos los demás, muy arriba de todos los demás. Y ahí se pudo ver que el Dios que ellos sirven es más poderoso que los demás. Ahora vamos a resumir lo que hemos aprendido y cómo lo vamos a aplicar a nuestro tiempo y al tiempo del fin. Now we're going to summarize what we have learned and we're going to make, we're going to apply it to our life today and how that is applicable to the end time. Okay, so we have, we have what we learned. We have one, two, three, four, five things that we learned in the, chap in the chapter one. Aquí en capítulo uno vamos, aprendimos, hay cinco secciones donde vamos a aplicar lo que hemos aprendido o lo que Daniel estaba diciendo en, en nuestra vida. Let's, we're gonna apply, we're gonna do some switching. Every time we talk about Babylon, we're going to refer it to the world or Satan. And every time we talk about Judah and or the slaves, we're going to talk, we're going to refer him as remnant and God's children. So let's, let's do, let's review how, or let's apply what we learn in the context of today in our life 
versus pre preparing ourselves to the end. On the first section, we learn that if we don't obey God, right? If we don't go obey God, what's going to happen? What happened, what happened with Judah? God retrieved his protection, and Babylon attacked them. And all the important articles of the sanctuary, of which I will translate as doctrine, all our doctrines, were taken away and taken to the Valley of Shinar. That means, literally, watch of him that sleeps. And also in the same valley is where the Tower of Babel, or confusion, was built. Aquí en la primera sección aprendemos que si uno no obedece a Dios y lo que Dios nos manda y las advertencias que Dios nos da, Dios va a retirar su protección de nosotros y el mundo, Babilonia o Satanás, nos va a atacar y nos va a quitar las doctrinas que hemos aprendido o que valoramos, nos las va a quitar o nos las va a poner a dormir. El, el nombre de Chinar, que llevaron todos los artículos del templo, se llama, um, se la, literalmente quiere decir aquel que mira a los que están durmiendo. Y también el mismo valle donde construyeron la Torre de Babel, que quiere decir confusión. So what we could learn in here is that if we do not obey God, and if we are not rooted into his, doc into his knowledge and word, what's going to happen is God will retrieve his protection and the enemy will come and will take your doctrines and your knowledge away and then put it into sleep, in the valley of sleepiness, or in confusion. They're going to confuse you if you are not rooted in the doctrine. If si usted no está bien entendido en las doctrinas de la Biblia, cuando el diablo ataca, las va a confundir, va a ser muy fácilmente confundido y o lo va a poner a dormir. The second section that we can learn at the king of Babylon order to bring the elite of the slaves to serve in the court, who do you think God today's days attacks the most? Who do you think Satan attacks the most right now, currently? The Christians. The Christians, the Christian, the elite, the, the holy people. Right? How God, how God sees us as a royal priesthood, right? We are royal. We are royal priesthood. We are holy nation. And Satan is the one that's attacking directly to those individuals, to us, because he wants to destroy, make us confused, or take away our doctrines. Cuando, hoy en día, cuando el rey de Babilonia o el mundo, eh, lo que Satanás está tratando de atacar, ¿A quién usted cree que Dios, el Satanás ataca más? Son los, a los hijos de Dios. Porque en la Biblia Dios nos llama real sacerdocio, un pueblo santo. Y porque somos de la realeza del, del reino de Dios, Satanás está tratando, porque le queda muy poco tiempo, y ataca específicamente a los hijos de Dios para traerles confusión y para traerles y ponerlos a dormir. Y es lo que hoy en día vemos muy frecuente en las iglesias. La gente está dormida, no ve la importancia de estudiar la palabra de Dios, no, o están confunden, alguien trae una teoría nueva y están confundidos y, y siguen. Y esto es lo que está pasando cuando el, nos alejamos de Dios y ya Dios nos protege. ¿Y cómo Satanás lo va a hacer? How 
Satan is going to train us, how Satan is going to change and make us confused or make us acculturated into the world's culture. He's going to change our language, our literature, food, and change our names. How the world is doing that. ¿Cómo, lo que, ¿Cómo está el mundo haciendo para quitarnos la cultura del cielo? En el lenguaje, literatura, comida y en cambiando los nombres. ¿Cómo está haciendo el mundo para hacer eso? How the world is doing right now attacking God's remnant to change the world's view versus the God's view in our education system, in our video games, in computers, in videos, in movies, Everything that we watch, everything that we even eat in the world is contaminated. Satan is attacking every single item in our, in our educational system to change our culture. Satanás está atacando nuestras escuelas, el lenguaje, usando malas palabras, la, la, la historia que uno aprende, quiere cambiar la historia. La comida del mundo está muy llena de tóxicos. Y nos quiere cambiar el nombre. Instead of us calling us Christian or Seventh-day Adventists, some of us are embarrassed to say to people that we are Seventh-day Adventists or that we are Christians. Uh, some people are. Y hay muchas personas que están avergonzadas de, de decir que somos cristianos, que somos adventistas o que creemos en la Biblia. Estamos, estamos nos, da, nos da vergüenza. And it's going to come important time in this world that God is waiting. We are in the period of grace. But when the appointed time begins, that Daniel talks, the clock will start ticking, and the time will go be very, very short. And we, if we have not prepared ourselves and be aware that we live in the world that is trying to change our language using the bad wording or using uh, terminologies or vocabulary that is not apt for a Christian person, and, and we are spending most time learning the literature and the history of the world instead of learning the literature and the Bible history and the Bible literature. And we are contaminating our bodies with the food that the world provides. And then we are trying to change our names to try to not to appear to be religious and not to appear to be Christian. Or starting, as some people, create their own nicknames or they don't want to be part of a culture and they change their names to change that culture, that's going to happen. And it is happening today's day. Hay muchas personas en el día de hoy que, que ellos eh, pasan más tiempo aprendiendo el lenguaje y la literatura y la historia del mundo que la, el lenguaje y la historia y la literatura de la Biblia. Hay más gente que están convencidas que la comida del mundo es más saludable que la com comida que Dios nos ha dado en la Biblia. Y hay muchas personas que cambian su nombre, cambian su manera de verse para tratar de alejarse a su cultura y a su religión. Pero, but knowing all this that's happening right now, and the Satan is trying to do that, what do we need to do, or what did Daniel did to put a stop to it? ¿Qué, ¿Qué fue lo que, si sabemos lo que el diablo está tratando de hacer y sabemos lo que el mundo está haciendo, ¿qué podemos hacer como remanente para poner, poner un pare a esto? 
What can we do to make a stop to this reprogramming? We need to read the Bible, understand what do we believe. Uh, we need to make an intentional choice. He, Daniel said, Daniel resolved in his heart not to defile. It requires an action. Lo, lo que aprendemos aquí con Daniel es que requiere acción, requiere ponerse, ponerse tú uno mismo, decir no, resolverse en su corazón. Yo no voy a aprender las cosas del mundo, no voy a contaminarme con las cosas del mundo. Requiere acción. It, it requires a commitment. Requiere un compromiso. And then when a person makes a decision or resolve and make a a, a, a resolving his heart to do something, that's the first step. El primer paso que uno tiene que hacer es tomar una decisión que es lo que uno quiere hacer. And after that, after you have made a decision, God will help you. God will help you in the thing that we cannot control. But on the thing that we do have control, God will let us do that. Una de las cosas que necesitamos aprender como remanente es que cuando Daniel tomó, hizo en su corazón, resolvió en su corazón no, no contaminarse, ahí fue cuando Dios le ayudó. No fue antes. Fue cuando él tomó la decisión de hacerlo. Y así hoy en día, nosotros tenemos que tomar la decisión de hacer las cosas y Dios nos va a ayudar. Without making a decision, God will not help us. And And even in the, in the world, even if God is, is with us, we're going to have obstacles. The devil is going to work very hard, very, very hard to make us fall. And there's going to be a lot of obstacles. And what happened with Daniel? He stood firm. He tried different ways. He didn't took no for an answer. He just went by, he went and went and found a, found a way how to do that. The same thing today. We're going to have a lot of obstacles, a lot of, um, a lot of people bringing us ideas or trying to get out of the, of, of the church. But we need to resolve in our heart who are we going to serve and stick with it. And God will help do the rest. Al igual que Dios nos ayudó a Daniel, hubo muchos obstáculos, obstáculos y problemas que Daniel tuvo que enfrentar como nosotros. Vamos a tener muchos obstáculos que vamos a enfrentar, pero necesitamos encontrar diferentes maneras de cómo salir de ellos. And in the end, when we have decided in our heart and we are aware how the world works and how to change our culture and we know that God is behind us and we intentionally, and we intentionally stay and don't take no for an answer and stick to your guns for say, um, In the end, we're going to become victorious. The same, en la misma manera como Daniel hizo, se propuso en su corazón y salió y, y trabajó alrededor de todos los obstáculos que tuvo y no, no cayó, al fin, él sirvió en las cortes y al fin Dios lo puso en una posición muy alta y le dio mucha información. Y al final, él salió ganando. The same way that Daniel ended up victorious in the end because he resolved in his heart not to be contaminated into, from the world, the remnant, the remnant people like us 
We need to be, con we need to be, we need to resolve in our heart not to contaminate ourselves into the world, not to eat the world, the food of the world, n spend more time learning the literature, the history of the Bible of God, learn more about where are we going, if we're going to heaven, or you have taken the time to know how heaven is, how it works, how the government of heaven. Have you spent spend more time in how the 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 how the heavens works? And we're going in there. Today's day, people know more about the government here in the United States and the history of this world than the history of God's people and 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 the literature that God have given us, His love letter for us, and that's very important. That we need to, I mean, not to delegate the world because we live in it, but at the same time to bring balance into what God wants us to do and learn and be intentional in our decision making. So in the end time, we'll be loyal and we will know who do we believe, who have we have believed. And like we were talking about in Sabbath school, where the loyalty is going to end. Así como estamos hablando en la escuela sabática, creemos, va a ver donde la lealtad se va a sentir. We know that in the end time, each one of us will be tested individually. It's not going to be in group. It's going to be individually. And as we are tested individually, are you getting prepared for that? Are you spending time with God and with the Holy Spirit to teach you, to help you, to be strong enough. So when the time comes, you will be able to stand firm and be loyal, even though your life is in stake, that you can be, become loyal to God and live for eternity. <laughs>